What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Lost the Water Entertainment. Of course, I am Sherman. Of course, I'm always joined by my partner, Kyle Obed. Good to see you have back again, sir. How you doing today? Fantastic, living the dream, sir. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, we're gonna get a lot into a lot. We're gonna get into a lot of things different today. Of course, we're gonna touch on football. We're gonna, of course, talk about Antonio Brown, just like everyone else has been talking about for the past couple weeks and the newest allegations against him. We're gonna talk some college football here shortly too. But first. Before we go into a complete football uh, dive, let's just talk about some other other news really quick. Kind of just get right to it. Um, ben, I don't know if you saw uh, just last night, I think it was, the baseball news. Uh, the reigning NL MVP, Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers, suffered a broken kneecap. Uh, sort of a freak accident there. Yeah. Um, he took a foul ball right off the kneecap. That was kind of brutal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ouch, <laughs> needless yeah. to say. Needless to say. Yeah, and so, you know, unfortunately, that's unfortunate for the Brewers. You know, um, they were trying to make, you know, a run at the playoffs, I believe. You know, I think they're, what, five games back of the, of the Central Division. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, without him, that's definitely going to hurt them. Um, some other news, uh, the L.A. Dodgers clinched the, the, the NL West once again for the seventh straight consecutive season. Yeah. Will they perhaps turn around, you know, by making an actual uh, – excuse me, by winning in a World Series this time? Yeah. Lost the last two. We lost the last two, first last year to the Red Sox. Well, excuse me, first before to the Astros, and then last year to the Red Sox. So who knows with them? Um, and also, just even just recently, more for today, Team USA in the FIBA World Cup goes down. Down goes Frazier as this. Right. The Team USA loses to France, 89 to 79. Now, you have Greg Popovich as your coach. Of course, you have high expectations, of course, and you have the, the elite of the elite players. Well, I would say some of the elite players in the end. Some. some. You know, um, so and my question really is, is this because they're just lacking talent or, you know, or is it just not trying? I think it's a combination of the two. I mean, it, it, there was a time when, at least in basketball, the stars were willing to throw on, you know, the banner for USA and go out there and just really walk away with this. They all know what, you know, it, it's you, you conjure up the dream team. You conjure up uh, Vince Carter jumping over a seven and a half footer. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the the sport belongs to America and is and shows their domination. But now it seems that. Uh, the players are decidedly taking a bow out because we, we see the situation with Kevin Durant. There's a lot of money on the line and you don't really want to injure yourself out here. Um, right, right, right. Uh, no, I Yeah, I, I completely understand, you know, but at some point, I, I mean, we're missing the really the big names like we used to have. We don't, you know, there, there's no LeBron, there's no Kawhi Leonard, there's no PG, you know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, Kemba Walker, obviously, is a star. You got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, guys like that. But, you know, I think for them to really have tremendous success and win and just dominate like they used to back in the day, they need the elite of the elite. And really, and really, and those guys, that, guys like LeBron will push them to do better and to want to Absolutely. win that, win that, you know, that, that, that medal, if you will, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I'm not really sure where the team USA kind of goes from here, but I feel like if they don't get the top guys to come out and play with them each and every season, you might have upsets like this. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, it, there's just no reason to not have, you know, our, our best of the best out there. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, this is what's going to happen. You're, you now are, 
vulnerable to some other team. And, you know, they were 14 of 21 from the charity stripe. So if they just make their free throws, they win this game and they move on. Maybe they lose the next game, but they should have at least got out of this round. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100 percent agree with you there. Moving on, let's get quickly into some college football news and some action here. Recapping a couple games from week two. Um, one of the biggest games of the weekend was LSU uh, versus Ooh. Texas. Uh, LSU came out with that victory, uh, 45 to 38. That was another good one there. Um, you know, LSU really, LSU really showed, you know, why they're ranked, you know, where they are. I think Joe Burrow had a, had a great game through 471 and four scores in a pick. But even on the other side, Sam Ellinger of Texas, he was he threw for 401 and, and four scores. So you know, not not a bad game there at all. Not a game bad so, game at all. You know, uh, I think it was really just boiled down to you know LSU's defense towards the end there. Um, you know, I, I think that Texas, you know, is still a, still a great a, a good team, uh, but I think LSU, you know, is going to be you know uh, a team towards there at the end, you know, competing with you know Alabama and perhaps Georgia for the for the SEC title there. Um, yeah, also, I, I want to echo sorry. your sentiments there. No, no worries. I, I want to echo your sentiments there that you know it was a great. Uh, Great production from both offenses in this game, but it really makes me wonder what does it say about college football overall that this huge game, guys are going for these kind of numbers, yards. I remember the LSU coach was rattling off some of these uh, stats that they pulled off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an immense explosion of offense that really just says that they don't play any defense. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they, that mm-hmm. nobody here has the ability to stop the ball, nor nor did they care to try. If this is like you know, a big game. Well, when we get to the next game, I think we'll get a, a chance to talk about what defense really looks like in college football. It's almost like kind of like the NFL now. You know, everything is all offensively driven. You know, it's a, it's a passing league. We've we've said it many times on this show before. You know, it's a passing league, and everyone wants to see numbers put up on the board. You know, yeah. you know, and no one wants really wants to see a a ten to three game. You know, a thirteen to six game. We want to see a forty five to thirty eight game. You know. Uh, uh, a 42 to 35 game, whatever the case is. Yeah, 90 point total game where it ends on some kind of crazy safety like that uh, playoff game between the Cardinals and the the Packers, which was just a predecessor for us to watch a game where people say, oh, there was defense played with the uh, three turnovers, two pick sixes in the Chiefs and Rams game, but you know neither of those teams could stop a cold, you know, which to the detriment <laughs> of the Rams kind of showed them out in the Super Bowl when they could only muster to put up three points. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, I think, like I said, football is kind of taking the thing where, especially the fact that you can't hit guys, you can't do this. So it's going to be definitely be more offensive driven. Um, and some other college football uh, scores, Texas A&M lost, of course, to number one Clemson, even though Texas A&M came out talking a lot of smack this week, last week, you know, saying that they were, they were predicting a win. They were going to come out, you know, and uh, upset Clemson, of course, that didn't happen. You know, I mean, I would say Clemson, you know, has been playing sort of mediocre. You know, which speaks to Trevor Lawrence. He threw for 268 and only one score. It had one pick, you know, yeah. not a true, truly, you know, uh, ecstatic game. You know, you know, at, let's say the least, you know, Travis Etienne, their lead, their lead back. Only ran for 53 yards on 16 carries, so you know yeah. they're still undefeated, of course. You know, um, yeah, they will they'll probably remain that way. Um, but you know they've got a kind of a, a nice looking game coming this weekend um, against Syracuse. Um, and I don't know if you know last if you see last year's game against Syracuse when it was in Clemson, Syracuse almost came out with that victory. Yeah, it was I mean, like 27, 23 or something like that. Yeah, and, 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 really tight game. Right, and like Syracuse actually led 16 to seven at the half. You know, um, so I think this that's going to be an interesting matchup uh, this weekend 
uh, Clemson versus Syracuse to rematch there. Yeah, um, no, and- I, I just wanted to say on the Texas yeah. A&M game. So, you know, maybe it was just conjecture for them to try to, like, bolster themselves, feel like they were going to come out here and do something, you know, but they just couldn't put it together. I, I did feel like this game was a more decisive defensive game for Clemson, really showing that they could hold a team down. I mean, they had uh, the Aggies held the 92 total yards in the first 30 minutes of the game, you know, but the difference between their game from last year and the game from this year uh, is that, you know, Texas A&M is missing Travion Williams, the running back, Jay Sternberger, the tight end, and Eric McCoy, the center. I think that is enough there that you pull away uh, from Mond as a quarterback at Texas A&M that he's not really going to come out here and look like the 433 touchdown quarterback he was against this defense last year. Right, right. And also, too, Clemson's defense is not the same as it was last year. Of course, you know, the entire defensive line went to the NFL draft, you know, so, of course, they're not going to be the same as they were. And quite frankly, people say, you know, last year's Clemson's defense is probably one of the best defenses we've seen in a very, very long time in college football. Uh, you know, and so, yeah. I mean, they're still they're still an elite program. But, you know, the, defensively, they're not exactly where they were last year, of course. Um, another another game, which I was which was kind of pretty game, in, interesting game. What came down to the wire was Michigan and Army. Michigan barely got out of. Uh, town uh, got out of home, uh, uh, that victory over Army 24 to 21 in double overtime against Army, a yeah. team yeah, that doesn't even throw the ball. I mean, they threw the ball four times. Yeah, four times. A one you can't beat a one-dimensional offense in three. Or excuse me, a full game and two extra quarters of play. I I, I don't get it. I you know I'm not sure what Michigan. You no, know, I can tell you this. If Michigan had lost this game, Jim Harbaugh would be on the hot seat for sure throughout the rest of the season. Now, I believe he's still – the seeds get a little warm. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But it would be on fire right now if Michigan had lost to Army. Yeah, I agree. I just – you know, for me, I wonder what what happened to Jim Harbaugh, this coach that got his opportunity not only with uh, the – 49ers, but then also with the University of Michigan that he strikes hot, you know, as soon as he shows up. But Mm -hmm. over time, you just see the steady decline into mediocrity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I don't know about you, Sherman, but excuse me, I seem to think of University of Michigan more for terrible losses, heartbreaking upsets, gut wrenching Mm -hmm. finishes more than success. You know, do, do you mm. agree, disagree? I mean, how do you view you, it? You know, and, you know, and the, and the thing is they haven't beaten Ohio State since Jim Harbaugh has come into town. And that's a, that's a, that's a matchup they have to win this year for him to keep his job. You know, I feel like there's always some hype. There's always a lot of hype around Michigan, but they're, you know, since Harbaugh has come in, they, they, they haven't lived up to that hype at all. You know, haven't yeah. been to the playoffs at the college football playoff yet. Like I said, haven't beaten Ohio State, which is their all-time rival. You know, they've got number 14, Wisconsin, uh, this week. Um, they, they play Iowa later this year. They play Penn State. They're at they're, they're, they got Notre Dame at home. Maryland, you know, they, 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 they've got a pretty tough schedule here coming up, you know, throughout this year. So, so you know, well, they've got, what, seven more games that are against ranked opponents, you know. Um, yeah. So they've got their work cut out for them. And I, I can tell you, you know, if, if they go 9-3, Jim Harbaugh could be possibly the Adam job, especially, you know, if that if that one of those three losses includes a loss to Ohio State once again. Absolutely. Uh, so they need to make sure that they get get it together for sure. Um, but, you know, I, Michigan, you know, they just got to find some find a way. I'm not sure what it is. I know I like Shea Patterson as 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 a as, as, as quarterback for them. You know, he had what, 207 this past week. 
But the fact that you can't stop Army from putting up 21 points to you, they're a one-dimensional team, as we all know. They don't throw the ball. You know, it's it's it speaks volumes to me. What how how readily how excuse me, how how is that team getting ready? How is that coach preparing his their his players to yeah. get that ready to play a, a game in a game against against Army? So yeah. that's my take on that one. Um, other other matchup I'm looking forward to, other than the Syracuse Clemson matchup this week, I'm looking forward to, to looking at is the Pittsburgh Penn State matchup. Battle now, for the state. Yep. You know, ever since they've kind of renewed this rivalry back in 2016, which I mean, Pitt did win that first matchup 42 to 39, but the Penn State has come out with the victory the last couple of years, including a demolishing last year in Pittsburgh. I think it was like 51 to six. Um, so that's another matchup. I think, you know, just battling of, you know, even though Pitt is not ranked, you know, I, yeah. I just think it's one of those games that, you know, it could be a trap game, you know, type of thing. It's Absolutely. one of those, those, those teams that always just play well against each other and kind of looking forward to it. You know? I wonder how many of these players know each other, right? I have to imagine a lot of these individuals that go to either school that make up the majority of the roster are from the state of Pennsylvania, and you're just renewing rivalries from someone from, you know, uh, uh, three towns, three cities over who's played in a state championship at some AAA level, you know? Right, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and now, I, uh, Obed, if you don't mind, this is, the, this is I guess this turns to our Antonio Brown portion of the show. That's <laughs> the drum roll. Drum roll, please. Um, I know we're going to talk all things NFL here, of course, but I think we need to focus on Antonio Brown, as we most most everyone else has for the past few weeks, as we mentioned, and talk about the newest, the latest news coming out just, just this past, what, within the last day or so. Uh, the latest allegations, Antonio Brown, as I'm sure everyone knows, has been accused of sexual assault. Um, he's been accused of actually raped by a former trainer of his. Now, this is a civil suit has been filed against him, not a criminal suit. That is, you know, we have to remember that. So this this is a civil suit where they're where the accuser is, you know, feeling that they've been wronged in some manner and they they're seeking monetary compensation. So there is no jail time out out there, you know, that's going to possibly be happened. So. Let me, Obed, I, I've got to ask, you know, before, because I, I trust me, I'm going to go in here. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. going to give you the floor first. When <laughs> you first, when you first heard this, what were, what was, what went through your mind and what are you thinking now that you kind of heard the stories and things like that have come out? So, you know, the initial, the initial uh, for me um, was that first you hear the, hear the comment, right? You hear that, Hey, he's been accused of the such and such. Then someone sends me his lawyer's response before they send me the New York Times article. Now, for me, it was the fact that the New York Times was reporting this. I look at them as a reputable news outlet, depending on who you ask, for some of the ways that they've handled some of uh, our current president's uh, replies, remarks, and, and discretions. Uh, I, I was like, okay, well, that, that you know, that means that it's going out to the national media ASAP right now. Uh, yeah. I, I was a little concerned. I was like, if this is, if there's smoke to this, we would have immediately heard two things. One, the Patriots saying that they don't have a comment, and then two, the Patriots releasing this individual. What we do hear is that earlier that same day, because this news all broke yesterday, uh, there was a second-year $20 million option added to uh, – Antonio Brown's contract, which with you know, it, Patriots, with, yes, yeah. So if you you know if you're if they are finding out about this at the same time that we are, or if they found out about this earlier when he was showing up into town, I don't know if they would have put this on. They would have given him that option, right? I don't. I, it, uh, there was talk of the way I, that 
Oh, go, go ahead. I, I do believe it is a team option, so they have the right to exercise. It's not a player option, so I will okay. say that. No, that so they're watching so- him, and they're being mindful of what he puts out there overall of this tenure, and then they'll they'll maybe make a move on that. If it, but going back, let's not digress. Uh, mm. It just is not good. It's a person who's uh, who's got a lot just in his in his sphere of influence. Um, and you did point out this is a civil suit. It's about monetary compensation. There's talk of uh, he is countersuing, has submitted documentation to the effect to back up what claims he is making compared to this individual's claims. I don't know. It's just not good. It's just not good to have this floating around you uh, with the kind of summer that you've had. Uh, and it just it's it's just more of the same. Right. You know, I, I and if you don't mind here, I'll have the floor for just a minute here. Obed, um, you know, first and foremost, we have to acknowledge this the severity of this situation. Of course, you know, if these if this is true, then you know this. I think this takes precedent over anything football, over anything Absolutely. else. You Absolutely. know, we have to first acknowledge that um, because this is a serious situation. Secondly, if indeed it is true, I, I, I Antonio Brown, I, I'm done. I will officially say. I'm done. I'm done with Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um. He has become such a headache. I think I said it last week. He he was he's a diva when it comes you know dealing with him as an and as an organization. Of course we know he just agreed to the deal with the with the New England Patriots after he was he was released with the, by the Oakland Raiders because of the whole nonsense. We'll get into that here in a minute. Yeah. But if this if this comes out and everything else and if he is found I guess. You know, this go to this it does go to trial, and he's found guilty in a court of law by by a jury of his peers. I, I think the New England Patriots will, of course, will be done with Antonio Brown. Oh, absolutely. And, and the NFL should be done with Antonio Brown. I mean, there's you no know, way you take a chance on that. Yeah, you you can't. This guy, his Antonio Brown's time in the NFL, if this again, this if this is true, probably has run his course. Yeah. I'm not sure if we see Antonio Brown in a uniform in just in not only in 2019, but ever again. Um, now, I know that may be far fetched from some people to think. But however, if there is factual evidence that points to every bit of these allegations that this person is saying, it's going to be a hard sell for Antonio for Antonio Brown to sign on to another for another team to pick him up and say, you know what, we want that guy. We yeah. want him in our organization to represent us on the field each and every single week. You yeah. know, um, I just can't imagine I can't imagine that that happening in 2019, or especially or even for more in the future. So that's left to be seen. But you know, like I said, we will we'll, we'll let we'll see what happens as yeah. everyone else is closely watching this situation with him. We're gonna you know see how it all plays out in this civil suit. Does it go to a criminal criminal suit? Yeah. That is still poss- That is still a possibility. Perhaps, maybe I'm not sure if her representatives have told her to go with the civil suit first and then wait, then do the criminal suit. Sometimes you feel, you feel you do the criminal route first and then do the civil. Yeah. You know. Um. You know. Maybe perhaps her representative. I don't know. If, I don't know if she has. She has. He has hired an attorney, um, to advise her of that. But if again. I'm not going to hold – I'm not going to say this is, you know, he should be banned or anything just yet because, like I said, I want to see this play out first. If this, is, yeah. if this isn't true and she's just making this up or what have you, like I said, I don't know. I'm not placing judgment. Then, you know, if he wants to be a New England Patriot and the Patriots want him in that locker room and on that field, fine, by yeah. all means. But if this is, he's got to go. 
Yeah, you just you just can't have this. I mean, I think you've said it very stated it very well there. You just can't have this as a part of one your career. You as an individual, the things you've accomplished are going to be blemished by uh, what just seems like you know immaturity. If you if you read through the the court findings or the the claims made against him, um, you know if you're you're I, I can't imagine individuals say hey. And this seems to be something that happens in pro sports all the time. This individual is like, I'm a professional. I'm coming out here, taking things to the nth degree, being someone who succeeds very highly on the field of play. And then just seems like their life is not in order uh, outside of it um, to the point about this civil suit or the timing of if she wants to come with a criminal case. I, I, I would it would make me feel better about where this was going if she had done the criminal case first, because then mm. the police are involved. They are going to take all the information. I think we think of we look at the Tyree Kill situation where, well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to make of the evidence that did come out. But the fact that the police said, hey, we've already done our investigation. We're not getting any other information outside of the accuser. This is not going to move forward on our end. I think that right. would speak volumes in the case in on the behalf of this woman uh, coming forward against him. If the police did a thorough investigation before she said, hey, I want a civil suit. And then my next thing is I want I, I'm willing to work with the NFL where that can become a complete cauldron of stuff because the NFL is involved, but the NFL will always refer to saying, well, hey, what did the civils, what did the, what did the court say? What did the police say? Because we're not going to do any kind of thorough investigation if you look at what they did with uh, deflate gay and things, the different ways that they treated individuals like Josh Brown, the kicker from the Giants, uh, the way they treated Ray Rice, uh, uh, you know, the, the difference in severity there for what was going on. Um, it's, right. it's messy. It's it's not it's not uh, it's again, absolutely going to have to wait and see what plays out of it. Uh, but he won't be on the Patriots if there's any truth to what's going on. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I definitely 100 percent agree with you, Obed. You know, it's it's something that, like I said, they just going to have to see what happens and kind of just take it from there. Because you know, and I can tell you one thing. I don't know if you saw Brady's press conference after the game Sunday night. Some folks that actually know sometimes players some often stay at his house when they're new in town. I can tell you right now, after this came out, I can almost guarantee AB is not going to be staying at Antonio Brown's house. No, no, he's not. He, this is, there's a story about a man named Brady and tossing Antonio Brown out like he was DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> got him you know uh, yeah i don't see ab staying in his house especially with giselle walking around there and she's at home alone one day yes, that dude's there she's gonna throw the dude say yo my man i'm out you need to go, you or go. yeah go. i got kids in this house my mother might be in the house you gotta roll exactly so that's left to be seen so we'll see what happens there but you know as we were kind of saying before we, we briefly touched on the fact you know like i said it was a it AB's offseason, you know, has been tumultuous to say the least. You know, of course, we all know he was released by the Raiders just last was Saturday. Yep. You know, after the entire after the argument he had with Raiders GM Mike Mayock, you know, he issued an apology to join the team on Friday. He posted a YouTube video which contained an audio conversation with between him and John Gruden. Yeah. The team fined him over what two hundred fifteen thousand dollars and voided his guaranteed money. Yeah. And he just said, "You know what, guys, I'm out of here. I've had enough. Release me." They gave they gave him his wish, and of course, the Patriots picked him up. What five hours later or whatever it was? Maybe less. Maybe less. You know, it's like I said, signed to the one year deal, fifteen million, nine million guaranteed, and as you mentioned, the team option for for next year of twenty million, which would become fully guaranteed. You know. Like I said, just kind of 
stepping aside from the latest news, just just be, the AB, the player, you know, AB, the, the teammate, like I said, I'll say it, you know, he's, he's a diva. You know, you can't, and Rex, I was watching ESPN the other day, Rex Ryan, he asked him, would you want AB on your team right now? And he flat out said no. How can you coach a guy, train a guy like, like this caliber? He thinks he's above everyone else. You know, I get it. He's a world talent. He's arguably the best receiver in football today. But the kind of player he has been, person has he's become, he thinks he's on top of the world. He thinks he's, he's like, he thinks he's an untouchable because he's great and he makes a lot of money. And that's where his ego is going to bite him in the bite him in the butt. You know, come you know four or five, six years from now, when he looks back or ten years from now, he looks back at his career. He says, "Damn, I ruined my career." I should have, you know, got myself in line and put myself, I should have checked myself. And now look at that. You know what I mean? I don't know your thoughts on it. It does he need to chill or he can just is he free really free to do what he wants. He's got the wrong people around him. I'll start there. I think uh it for me, I feel like this is just a classic case of his CTE expressing itself far mm-hmm. quicker than anybody else. I mean, who in their right cognizant healthy mind would live stream the post-game speech that I'm sure if the cameras are not there and the cameras are not picking this up, it's because you are saying some very of inflammatory things to fire up your team because every coach does it, every coach says it. Probably not Belichick, but uh, and if he does say it, he knows what he's talking about. But yeah, I'm not surprised that Tomlin was talking smack about the Patriots leading into that AFC Championship game after their after their postseason win. Uh, and he's live streaming this and putting bulletin board material out there. A, a sane person doesn't do those things. A sane per- I, I, I've said this before. I don't know if I said it on, on Wax Force, but, uh, you know, if I work at a cryogenic chamber uh, facility and I get paid maybe $15 an hour, $20 an hour, mm-hmm. this person who makes millions of dollars a year is fighting with me about wanting to go into the cryogenic chamber without his shoes on. You know what? Go right ahead. I'm not going <laughs> to argue with you. I'm a, I'm an intelligent person. I'm a, I am I might not be the smartest person in the world, but I work here and I know what happens if you go in there without it on. I used to work at a, a place that cryogenically froze things with mm. liquid nitrogen. Literally, yeah. we'd have to wear gloves, but it would still be freezing your hands. I can only imagine this nonsense and just be like, you know what? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Um, yeah. I think it's CTE. I think it's it's we've seen this before in uh, uh, Terrell Owens, you know, people were just like, mm-hmm. oh, he's a diva. He's this, he's that. But, you know, looking back now, or excuse me, looking at him now, after all these years have gone by, his mannerisms, people who are near him, people who interact with him, what's happening with him financially is the same things that we saw. And sorry to say this with Junior Seau and his slow decline, gambling a lot of his money away, making bad decisions, erratic behavior. It's CTE, you know, while we're just like, oh, his ego mm-hmm. there. This is the same thing that we saw. Yeah. Kellen Winslow's uh, Jr. Kellen Winslow Jr. going on a tirade about I'm a soldier. If they're going to come at me, I'm going to go at them. When he was with the University of Miami in college, I, I you know, I please as a, as people go and research what has happened to Kellen Winslow Jr. recently and what he has gone to jail for. It just doesn't make sense that an individual whose father was in the NFL and has probably did well for himself, you Hall got a chance to play in the NFL, Hall of Famer and did well for himself. You're not starving for money. You're not starving for ability to do things. What he was, you know, recently uh, convicted of. This isn't the activity of a sane, normal, functioning brain matter person. And I just feel like we're so quick to jump on he's his ego and this and that. I think the individual is troubled, and I think we're we're not taking advantage of 
not taking care to look at him as a person who's having a mental health concern. We're just looking at him as, oh, he's making selfish decisions because he makes selfish decisions. I, I don't I don't think he's in control of every decision. I don't think he has the right of people around him who are prepared to deal with this. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how this turns out. And hopefully it doesn't have the kind of end that those individuals are having now. Right. Uh, but, you know, let, let's we'll move on. Um, you know, let's go take a look at there's more going on in the NFL. Uh, talk about another wide receiver who is not acting up on his team and has been a constant professional. Uh, Julio Jones, he signs a bad man. record. Very bad man. Uh, three year extension through 2023. Uh, I miss. I think it got misreported that he was getting 64 million guaranteed at or uh, delivered at signing. I think it's just guaranteed at signing was the 64 of this. <laughs> 66 million. Uh, right, right. Excuse me. I, I think he deserves it. I, I think uh, a person who's put up the numbers and has continued to be one of the top uh, top flight wide receivers of the NFL coming out of that good old Alabama. Uh, <laughs> yep. And yeah, Amari uh, Cooper. And yep. Amari Cooper. Um, Calvin Ridley after that as well. Uh, 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 Sherman, your, your thoughts on this uh, on this signing? You know, you, you got to pay Julio. Uh, to me, Julio Jones is the stand. He sets the standard when it comes to being a wide receiver. Like I, I think I've said it before, if you're going to build a wide receiver in a let's say a chamber, you'd build somebody like Julio Jones, almost like you would Megatron. He's mm-hmm. big, he's tall, he's fast, he's got huge hands. You know, yeah. that's the if you're if you're like I said, you want to build a wide receiver from scratch, you build Julio Jones. Yeah. And I, I to me, like I, and I, you know, we talked just talked about AB, so it's great transition, Obed. But the one and two, as far as wide receivers in the NFL, one and two here. And quite frankly, I'm starting to lean towards Julio Jones as number one, you know, even more more so than A.B. So to me, I think the Falcons, you have to lock him up. Him and Matt Ryan together, I think, is an unstoppable duo. You know, you can just you can he can he he can definitely go up and get the ball when it's a 50 50 ball in the corner of the end zone in any fade pattern. He can he can run, you know, run any route that you ask him to. Unlike A.B., who can run maybe five, four or five, it's maybe six routes tops correctly um julio he knows the offense he knows his schemes he knows what he's, what he's doing you know his numbers you know speak for itself so i think that this was a no-brainer sign him up let him be with this team for years to come and matt ryan matt ryan will continue to have that safety net and continue to put up numbers as long as julio's on his team absolutely you know um other contract news one we were monitoring for quite some time ezekiel elliott Recently, he right uh, before the season started, finally got his deal done. Um, it was a six-year extension for ninety million dollars, fifty million guaranteed. He's going to be making it rain for a long, long, long time to say Very the least. Very long, yes, sir. Um, but Obed, I gotta ask you this: for one, with all this money being thrown around, Zeke's getting paid. We just, I just mentioned Amari Cooper before. He still needs, he still needs to get paid, and of course. The, the 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 guy that's leading that team, the quarterback, Dak Prescott, where does he now land as far as getting paid after Zeke gets all this money? So, you know, Zeke is probably the only one who who played his cards right, sat out and got his contract. Um, because if that that Zeke getting his contract now is good for both sides. Zeke gets the value he deserves as a top flight running back who catches and runs out of the backfield uh, effectively every single time behind a great offensive line. Uh, And you also lock up those offensive line pieces because those guys have to get paid. Um, 
but Dak is Dak not getting paid before the season is going to hurt the Cowboys because now we thought that he said I wasn't asking for 40 million. But if I keep looking like this in the Kellamore offense, 40 might be the starting and we're going to come back down to somewhere in the 36 range, uh, especially if I keep it hot. and We're in the lead of the NFC East uh, because we looked far more effective against the Giants than the Eagles did looking against the, the uh, Redskins. Um, then we. Uh, we go ahead and we look at, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Amari Cooper. I don't think Amari gets paid. Honestly, I, I think really? Amari is a luxury that you bring it on. Unless he shows out. I mean, you, what are you paying for? You're paying for a guy. Who... But this, the, the Cowboys got this three headed monster between Zach, Zeke and Amari, man. I think you got to keep them together. I, I, I get that. I just feel like let's watch what happens with Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup looked really good, and Michael Gallup gives you the whole route tree. When Amari Cooper starts disappearing every other week, I don't think he's going to be able to say, hey, I deserve this money, uh, unless he shows that he is effectively changing the game in one way or another. Uh, you know, And I just I feel like what Amari gives you is not consistent enough, has not been consistent. Uh, you know, If he doesn't look like he has it, Tyrell Williams looks great in the Amari Cooper-led role. In, in the offense over there is the number one that Amari never was, uh, uh, you know, so, but Hey, it's only one week. Can't crown somebody after one week. Um, exactly. but I think he's, Amari's probably the last one, uh, to get signed. If I'm, if I'm so honest. Yeah. He, I think he'll definitely be the last one. You, you, you get the deal done with Dak. He's your franchise QB. You get the deal with done with him first. Speaking of other QBs, the franchise QBs, the Rams quarterback, Jared Goff got his deal done. He got a, a record contract, a four-year extension worth $134 million and $110 million guaranteed. Um, now, he had, I think, what, two years left on his rookie contract? Yeah. So the total package is worth about $161 million. So the Rams are definitely all in, you know, on the 24-year-old quarterback. Uh, you know, I, do you think he deserves this kind of money and to deserve to be paid? You know, overall, is probably the highest-paid quarterback in the, in football. Absolutely not. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I just I the, the audacity that running backs don't matter and they shouldn't get paid and the, the position is being uh, really dissolved uh, value wise is just preposterous when the running backs are wide receiver twos running back ones doing all the work. Uh, I saw some stat where uh, Ben Roethlisberger has had the most passes behind the line of scrimmage uh, for a, a starting quarterback over the last few years. And, you know, Chris Collinsworth, bless his soul and all the thoughts he puts out on on the airwaves, said <laughs> that that's the that's the skill. That's one of the best things that uh, Ben Roethlisberger does. He gets his ball in the hands of his best playmakers and lets them make a play. Oh, you mean the thing that any terrible quarterback could do, just pass to the best people quickly on a screen or an out. <laughs> And let them do everything because they're That's at the they're top of their. To do? Yeah, they're the top of their position. They always come to work and do what they're supposed to do, and they make that quarterback look bad. Look, look good. Look good. Um, we saw uh, Jared Goff get shut down in the Super Bowl because he has no idea what happens after the headset cuts out. For those people who don't know, the quarterback and the pros gets about 15 seconds of radio interaction with his head coach. After that time, the uh, the mic gets cut off. He's out there on his own. The Patriots were just waiting till the 15 seconds were over and then just shifting the defense to what the actual look was. And Jared could not figure it out, thereby giving us three points in the Super Bowl. I... Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think that quarterback salaries have been overinflated for years and the people who make the quarterbacks look good in many cases are not getting paid or seeking other teams as opposed to, you know, the Tom Brady 
deal where I'm going to take this big contract so I can keep up with the quarterback salaries of my time. And then at an earlier time, I'm going to give you money back and you're going to pay everyone else to keep a team together because this is not about running one player into the ground and owning his rights for as long as possible. It's about managing a roster. When you have the Golden State Warriors, you manage the roster. When you have the Cleveland Cavaliers, you manage the roster. You have a lot of talent. You don't want to run anybody into the ground. You want to put together a team that knows what the New England Patriots manage the roster when they're up they take people out they convert people you know to positions people don't play as much it's the teams that think they're just going to run one guy down into the ground that keep losing and then going and overpaying for whatever this nonsense is hey 110 million 134 161 total fine they're going to keep doing this Dak's going to get paid it's going to keep going but the money is just not worth it it's all and it's all about timing just really just to kind of uh, cap off here our contract talk here you know, it's about timing. You know, it's just really what it is. You know, Aaron Rodgers what was it last year being got a hundred hundred million. You know, Carson Wentz we got a hundred four guaranteed. Now, now Goff hundred ten. It's almost all its timing. Just because he got it later, he's going to get more. But to me, he's not the highest. He's not the. He's obviously not the best quarterback in the NFL. He does. You know, Aaron Rodgers, guys like that. You know, deserve to be, get higher, more money because they are better at their position. But it's just a matter of just because you get paid at a certain point in time, I don't feel warrants the 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 on, onset of getting more money than your your counterparts yeah um so i i just i don't agree with it hey kudos to him for getting paid it is what it is so yeah. god, you know, god bless him <laughs> yeah right um so let's move on to so let's let's recap week one quickly here before we go into our our pick and portion of the show Absolutely. um as we all know league mv league reigning mvp patrick mahomes the kansas city chiefs was on fire this past week against the jags he lit up through for over 300 yards in the first half alone. Um, unfortunately, in that game, his his go-to guy, wide receiver Tyreek Hill, got hurt. He broke. I think he broke. He had a broken clavicle that they've reported they will not require surgery. I believe. Yeah, that's just nonsense. If the fact that they're not going to repair it is just going to break again. I think he's done for the season. I know that he's going to try to come back, but we've seen players with clavicles come back early and what that's done. Uh, Aaron Rodgers showed us that it just is impossible to come back and be able to take hits, and he's a quarterback. So what happens when it's a wide receiver? Right, right. You know, um, and in that same game, Jaguars QB, Nick Foles, same injury, broken clavicle. He now he did have surgery on Monday, which is kind of interesting, um, you know, but it's luckily it's his non throwing. So his non throwing arm, which I yeah. do believe is. Um, but, you know, uh, the Jags did make a move. They traded their, a fifth round pick for the Steelers backup QB, Josh Jobs. So, you know, that kind of just kind of kind of fulfilled that position there, you know, while uh, Nick Foles is out. Um other QB news: Lamar Jackson of the of the Baltimore Ravens looked looked pretty good. I will say, you know, I'm not sure if this is kind of an overreaction or not. It's just one game, but mm-hmm. I think he could be the future for the Ravens. You know, he looked real good um, in that game, albeit it was against Miami. I get yeah. it, folks. It was against Miami, but he was what yeah. 17 of 20 for 324 and five scores, yeah. and they they whooped on the Dolphins in my in down in Miami. Yeah. Um, but he looked good. Do you think Lamar is a legit quarterback or can be a legit quarterback in this league? I tell you what, not bad for a running back. Um, he's uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, like you said, the, the, we have to temper expectations. It was get up against a bad defense. The team is tanking the Miami Dolphins. And we talked about this. They are not they're not going to 
tank in the proverbial sense of go out there and just look bad, but the team is not being prepared to go out there and be competitive to win games. They're out here to tank for Tua Toilova. Again, the Colts did this twice, when the first time when they got Peyton Manning, the second time when they got Andrew Luck. It is a real phenomenon that occurs. It occurs in basketball all the time. It absolutely occurs in, in uh, the NFL. Um I think he could be a legitimate quarterback, but you know who's that? Mark, I think Marquise Brown was the wide receiver, rookie yeah. wide receiver. His Hollywood, first two Hollywood Brown, man, Hollywood Brown. His first two catches in the NFL were touchdown passes, a huge touchdown <laughs> passes. That just doesn't happen. You know right. what I mean? Like, fine, seventeen passes to win the game. That just doesn't happen. The Patriots lost a playoff game in two thousand eight against the Ram, the uh, the Ravens, and Joe Flacco threw eleven passes. Not because all it took was 11 passes is because they ran the ball on the defensive line of the Patriots that had Vince Wilfork with a with a uh, broken ankle and they just pushed them around. And uh, uh, what's the name? Vince Wilfork's backup at the time was uh, the love boat, Kyle Love, who was a rookie. You know, so you're just not you're not going to put a rookie against Haloti Nata. All right. All all that uh, uh, ended up, excuse me, Marshall Yonda, uh, all that all that ended up showing was that you can take advantage of a team with a weakness. I don't. I, we'll see what happens next week. He's got a great matchup uh, against Kansas City, or excuse me, against Arizona, uh, who had who have some dumpster by fire ability to them. So I continue. I <laughs> believe he's going to keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll see. I I, I wish him the best. Though. I think he can be legit. So we'll kind of yeah. see what happens there. Um, you know, other uh, kind of kind of close game. The Jets lost the Bills 17-16 after holding a 16 nothing lead. Not really that much of an exciting game, but I really wanted to just point out how. Because of course this is the this was the return of uh, Le'Veon Bell as yep. we all know who sat out in all of last season. So yep. he had what 60 yards in the ground, but he had 32 yards in the air and a receiving touchdown. So yep. I think he looked game winning right? I, uh, well, get, well, they end up losing. The Jets end up losing. Oh God. But 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 um, you know, I I think he looked I think he looked okay for being for for his first action. You know, in almost you know in, in over a year. I think yep. he looked. I think he looked good. I think he looked crisp. So that's kind of what that kind of intrigued me about this game. And of yep. course, as we saw in Sunday Night Football, the Patriots made easy work of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 33 to three. Is it now? Is it that was that just great Patriots? Or was that just bad Steelers? Because quite frankly, I'm not sure. I am going to tell you that that was a combination of both. That was bad Steelers. And and again, look. This is what we're talking about in comparison. The Ravens didn't need to keep throwing. I mean, the, when the backup RG3 came in, he threw a touchdown to Mark Andrews, right? Uh, the Patriots had that game in hand, and they knew the Steelers were coming back. Did, did they put 60 on the Steelers last night They on that, that night? They could have. They could have mm-hmm. put 75 up there like a college team. 33, keep it respectable, held them to three. They did call a timeout at the end to try to coordinate that and be like, listen, we don't want to give up a touchdown, and they did not. Um, last two games for the Patriots, they've given up six points. That defense is amazing, probably one of the best defenses that Tom Brady's been around, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least, even though you had Hall of Famers all across, uh, not all across, but Hall of Famers in the, uh, the 01, 03, 04 dynasty. Um, yeah, it's, it's the bad Steelers. You know, hey, look. For all the talk of, of, you know, these two players jettisoning and, and how they left the Steelers, no Le'Veon, no AB, no wins. Yeah, you know, I, you know it's funny because I was said it I said it the other day to a colleague of mine. I said it's going to look – this team is going to look a lot, lot different without Ben having his safety nets of Bell and both Brown out 
Now it's going to be a lot different. Can Juju Smith Schuster can he stand up, set up? You know, be the be the top guy. Is James Conner really as good as he as he really we think he is as he was last year, or is it just because teams were really afraid of the deep threat with Brown and Juju, so it opened up yeah. the running game for them? So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see. You know, uh, uh, go ahead, oh, Ben. Yes. I, I was gonna say uh, one thing of note: if James Conner is really that good. He wouldn't have been coming off the field for Jalen Samuels, who we don't know is a 1-8 wide receiver, running back, tight end kind of mixed bag player. We don't know exactly what position he plays, but uh, I don't believe that James Conner is as good because if, if James Conner was Le'Veon Bell, he'd be in there for every play. And they would be doing a lot better with him out there because the Steelers always look better with Le'Veon Bell than without. Uh, 100%, dude. 100%. Um, so you know what? Let's folks, let's get down to the picks this week. We're gonna look down at week. Dirty. We're gonna look at week two. Oh, but you know what? Hey, let's look at our record from week let's one. Look at our record. <laughs> so, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, I think we'll. I think this is, was an easy one for me here. I will say I came out with a victory this week. Um, looking at the, at our picks from last week in week one. Oh Ben, not so good, my friend. Not now, so good. Not so went good. Nine, six, and one. Of course, the one being that Cardinals. Uh, Lions tie, which was ridiculous. Yep. Absolute nonsense. Um, but uh, myself, 12-3-1. And, and that's only, and I should have had two losses because I switched my pick from the Raiders to the Broncos last minute. <laughs> I shouldn't have done a second guess myself. So right now I am, I, I do have a three-game lead over Obed heading into week two. So let's go down right down to the wire. Let's go down right to, uh, down the line, Obed, and take a look at the schedule. First matchup is Thursday Night Football tomorrow night. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Um, Tampa Bay looked weak last week going against the Niners. Winston was picked off, I think, what, three times um, against the 49ers defense, who only had two interceptions all of last season. They picked Winston off three times in this one game. So I'm going to go Panthers in this one. Okay, so sorry. I'm trying to, like, set up this. this we have Excel spreadsheet. I'm, I'm trying to keep track of the picks. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, the picks. No, no problem. No problem. Just what do you think? Tampa Bay at Carolina here. Uh, I think I will go... You know, the problem is it, it's the the Buccaneers probably could have won that game if they hadn't beat themselves. I mean, you've got a quarterback who loves to just give the ball away. I, you know, it, it, it kind of it was a little a little terrible to watch. I'm going to go Carolina. Um, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, right. 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 I, I'm going to I'm going to go Carolina. I have, a, I have a feeling that the Panthers are going to be able to pull this out. Um, I like what I saw from Chris McCaffrey. All the talk that they said they're going to like try to get him out of there. I, I just when the chips are down, they're going to go to Chris McCaffrey. Curtis Samuel looked good. DJ Moore looked good. Uh, Cam looked a little shaky, but at home, I got to give him this one. They're, they're going to come out firing. They're going to be OK. Yeah. Yeah. Next one is San Francisco at Cincinnati. You know, um, Cincinnati kind of surprised me last week. Um, I didn't think they'd do as well as they would um, yeah. against Seattle, especially in Seattle. Yeah, they still got the lowest, but John Ross looked great um, stepping in for the, of course, you know, as we know, A.J. Green is going to be out for quite some time. So he's going to look like John Ross is going to be the leading man. He's going to live up to that first round draft pick hype. But I will, I, I you know, I just, I'm, I just can't get on board with Cincinnati just yet. So I'm going to go San Francisco um, in this one here. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't know who Cincinnati is. Um, San Francisco, I mean that. 
last week, Tampa Bay's defense actually didn't play so bad. They didn't give up a lot of rushing yards on the ground. Um, I, I, it's, I'm hesitant to say San Francisco runs away with this one because they didn't even have to utilize some of their best players. You know, they lost Tevin Coleman in the game. They brought out Raheem Mustard. Uh, Matt Breida was in the back with uh, uh, some issue of being dehydrated. Dante Pettis played two snaps. Two snaps. I don't know how healthy he is. Uh, I, I don't know how good this Cincinnati defense is. Um, they, uh, they definitely played very well against the Seahawks, all things considered. Um, but the Seahawks have a terrible secondary. I mean, an absolute terrible secondary. Uh, underneath, yeah, they're, they're able to stop the ball um, because they still have uh, KJ Wright down there. But it just didn't seem like they had uh, anything going on in the secondary now that uh, uh, what's that linebacker? Um, not Earl, linebacker. Well, Earl Thomas is Earl gone. Earl Thomas being gone. That, that, that captain on the secondary. Um, I mean, I'm going to go San Francisco, but it's by a, a slim margin. I, I think exactly. that it, it's hard for me to feel confident about what the Niners are going to put out there. But Cincinnati, I don't think is, is again with you. I don't, I don't trust that Cincinnati is as good as I think they are. Right. Um, Chargers at the Lions. I'm going Chargers. The Chargers came out uh, a close, close victory over the Colts last week. Austin Eckler looked good in place of Melvin Gordon, who was a who believe I believe is reporting that he will not show up until at least between week six to week between week six and week eight of this of this season because yeah. the contract holdout. So, but I, I, I'm going to go Chargers. This. Yeah, I can. I think I'm also going to go uh, Chargers on this one. I, I just think that they have the more complete team. Detroit, even though Detroit has playmakers, Detroit just seems limited. I don't think you're going to get the opportunity to have TJ Hawkinson underneath and all of your receivers running fly routes. And I don't think you're going to be able to live on Danny Amendola uh, having a big blow-up game uh, at the Chargers every week like right. this. Yeah. Um, so uh, next up, we got Minnesota at Green Bay. Um, I... I, I just I don't know, man. Tough Green divisional Bay, matchup. You know? It's a, it's a tough divisional matchup. Minnesota only threw ten passes last week, but they were really good on the ground. Green Bay Green Bay didn't really do much to win the game against the Bears. I know I took the L on that game, but it seems to me more like the Bears couldn't put together any offense and lost the game more than the Packers won the game. You know, so, I'll, I'll I'll agree with you there. You know, so it's like who's gonna come out of the gate? Man, Green Bay didn't look good in the run game, right? They still don't know who their identity is. They want to go to Aaron right. Rodgers. They want to go to uh, excuse me, Aaron Jones and Jamal Lewis back and forth. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think Mercedes Lewis brings anything as an addition. Jimmy Graham looked slow, look old. Um, what happened to him, man? I mean, it's in Green Bay though, and I just, I don't know who's gonna come out of the gate. I don't know if. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to come play lights out. I don't know if Stephon Diggs is healthy. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Minnesota. Uh, I think they've got the better run game so that they control the game. Um, and Aaron Rodgers to me just didn't look comfortable running. You know, some kind of RPO uh, wannabe Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur had a 22nd ranked offense with. Uh, the Titans last year. I don't know what made people think he's going to come out here and revolutionize an offense with one of the best offensive players in the game. Yeah, I'm going to go Minnesota as well too. You know, like you said, I'm not too sure how Green Bay is, you know, offensively just yet. It looks kind of mediocre against the Bears. Minnesota looked good last week. Dalvin Cook was was on it, you know. So I think that that one game continues. So I'm going to go Vikings on this one. Um, Colts at Titans. Um, I'm going to go Colts here um just 
Just my initial thought. Basically what it boils down to. I'm, I'm picking Colts over the Titans. You know, it's funny. People were just really talking about Tennessee as a, a streaming pickup and look at how good they did and all this other nonsense. Um, I think Tennessee is a bad team. I think what happened against the Browns was that the Browns lost another offensive lineman to injury and then another offensive lineman to stupidity. Uh, and what you <laughs> see is when you don't have an offensive line, you don't have an offense. Um, so I do, I do like the Colts in this spot. I think uh, we're not going to see another 75-yard-plus yards touchdown run from uh, Derrick Henry. I don't know how he pulls it off, but he pulls it off. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to go Colts on this one. Yeah. Um, I think this next one's an easy one here. New England at Miami. I think we're both on the Patriots in this one. Miami's just a bad team. Yeah. Easy, easy. And if AB is in uniform for the Patriots, it's going to be a wipeout here. Patriots yeah. all the way in this one. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yep. Um, Bills at Giants. This is kind of a matchup, kind of similar to last week. We had Bills at Jets last week. Yeah. Kind of, you know, in the same building. Um, almost two, two kind of similar teams. You know, young, you know, well, the Giants have, you know, an older quarterback, but a star running back in Saquon Barkley here. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Giant. Actually, yeah, I initially thought I was gonna go with my I was gonna go with the Bills, but I am gonna switch my pick and I'm gonna go Giants in this one. Yeah, it's it's hard for me, you know, just looking at the matchup. All right, well, we saw the Giants thoroughly get uh, uh, abused in the passing game by the Dallas Cowboys last week, but that was that was effective passing. That was effective passing by a quarterback who understands where the ball needs to be, you know, has comfort in the system. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, Buffalo was exciting. I, I made the mistake. Uh, I was not Le'Veon Bell with the, the game-winning touchdown. It was, excuse me, John Brown with the game-winning touchdown mm. uh, for the Bills. Right. I mean, right. I just, you know, it, for, for the problem for me is what do the Giants bring to the table? Other than Saquon Barkley. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you know, like what are the Giants? Excuse me. No. What are the Giants bring to the table offensively that the the uh, Steve Dick McDermott defense is not going to be ready for uh, that I just I don't know I, I it, it's a tough call I, I kind of want to go Buffalo just because I feel like they have what it takes to stymie uh, the Giants offense especially if they don't have to worry about Sterling Shepard because he's in the concussion protocol yeah yeah you know um, and um, it's Sean, Sean McDermott you Sean, McDermott, Sean McDermott. yeah um, yeah you know like I said I, I was my initial thought was Buffalo I I, like I said, Saquon Barkley, I think he will run all over them. So I'm going I'm to go Giants in this one here. Seattle at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh showed me absolutely nothing last week. I don't have confidence in them going against Seattle. Even though Seattle's defense is not what it was, I think Russell Wilson has has more uh, weapons than uh, Pittsburgh does. I'm going with the Seahawks. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of how this defense matches up. Um, you you want to play a, a possession game. And at the end of the day, I, while they might get burned in the secondary a few times, I just feel like Seattle is a, a complete team that can't compete. Um, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh went against a really, at the end of the day, we have to give, I think I said that twice in a row, uh, kind of have to give benefit to the doubt to Pittsburgh that they went against Belichick. Belichick knows them well, knows how to shut them down. It was, and I, I told, uh, told you guys it was a must-win game. You don't want to have the AFC Championship home field advantage weighing on. You didn't get this W at the beginning of the season, so the Patriots came out here, no nonsense, and handled their business. Um, I just, I like Seahawks. There's a lot of stats out there about uh, how the road home splits of uh, Ben Roethlisberger and how they come back after a loss. 
the idea of seeing an 0-2 Pittsburgh team is is just kind of crazy. But um, they looked really vulnerable. They looked like you could you knew how to stop them. Uh, and it's when you control the ball and you can pick your plays. DK Metcalf. I don't know if the the receivers. Excuse me. If the secondary for the Pittsburgh Steelers is ready for DK Metcalf, he, he's going to give Joe Hayden fits. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to see. I like Seattle. Yeah. Um, Dallas and Washington. And Washington surprisingly put up some decent numbers against Philly last week. Yeah. But uh, you know, but Cowboys were on fire. I'm going. I'm going Cowboys all the way in this one. Yeah, that's it's it's easy. I mean, Washington. That I commend Washington for coming out there and being competitive. But no Darius guys. Uh, you know, they're they're going to be a one-dimensional run game where you're barely passing to and uh, Adrian Peterson if he even play. says he wants to play because yeah, he, he disrespected him by not allowing him to dress. 53 spots on the roster and you didn't want to let the Hall of Famer dress to have him on the sideline. You out your crazy. mind. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, Arizona at Baltimore. Well, uh, it's, I think, an easy one here. Ravens all the way. Yeah. Ravens, Ravens as well. all the way. Ravens, yeah. you a bed. Okay. Jacksonville at Houston. Um, now that Jacksonville doesn't have a nickel, they're going with the backup quarterback. To me, Deshaun Jackson looks great. Possible MVP candidate this season. Even though not just, I'm not just saying off of one game. I'm just saying I think he's going to elevate his game. Texans, Texans in, in this matchup here. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. You Deshaun Jackson. I was like, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. You can see the quarterback for the Texans. Yes. Yeah, I, I hope he's okay. Honestly, that that injury that he sustained on that touchdown run. Uh, you know, I hope it's not another lung issue, and we don't want him making 800-mile uh, trips to go to games. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like the Texans in this game. Kansas City at Oakland. I think it's another easy one here. The Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, you, you know, you, you can't you can't go wrong. Even though without Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins looked stellar last week, having a big game for almost 200 yards receiving. Chiefs, Chiefs over Raiders. This is a tough one for me because I liked what Oakland showed us. I, I just felt like the ball came out quick. Uh, you know, Bradley Chubb and uh, Von Miller got no hits on the quarterback, uh, no sacks, which is crazy to me to think. I thought they were going to go in there and eat. Um, but the, the Chiefs came down, the Raiders came down, scored a touchdown in four minutes. The Chiefs have a very bad defense. Um, the Chiefs gave up big, big plays, big touchdowns to not only Nick Foles before he got injured, but to Minish, Min, Minshew. Gardner Minshew, yeah. Gardner Minshew, after he came in the game. I, I, I don't know what to think. I, I have to imagine that the Raiders are going to be able to, excuse me, the Chiefs are going to be able to come out here and play their game. Uh, it's hard to go against him. I was one of those ill believers of uh, what uh Patrick Mahomes did thinking, all right, we'll see what happens in season two. Uh, but yeah, he's he's you know picking up where he left off last year. Yep, yep. Um, next matchup looking at here: Chicago at Denver. Denver looked bad. Bear, Bears over Broncos. <sighs> yeah, it's <laughs> I, I to be quite honest with you, I gave a lot of of uh, conjecture last year. Excuse me, last week to at least have some kind of different some kind of dynamic but you know you look at the matchup you look at what denver put on uh, put on the screen the only thing that they have is home field advantage if the bears i don't know if it's a one o'clock game or a late game uh if the bears go out there and they're sucking wind i mean that's an opportunity because it's hard to beat a team at mile high the air is just then up there uh but they just they look they look bad and that's a fast game kyle fuller it's, that's secondary it's good. it's actually a 425 p.m eastern time game yeah, so, yeah, I think that that helps for Chicago. Uh, I gotta give him that, and you just can't go against Khalil Mack, right? Like, uh, that's I, a bad Joe, man. Yeah, Joe Flacco didn't look good back there. He didn't look good against the uh, Raiders. Yep, yep. Um, interesting. Probably to me, the best game of the week. Uh, if you're in week two, 
New Orleans at Los Angeles Rams rematch of the NFC Championship from last year. Um, you know, this, I think, is going to be a shootout, a barn, perhaps a barn burner. You know, my initial pick was the Rams. I'm going to go on record and say I'm switching my pick to the New Orleans Saints. I'm not sure what Todd Gurley is really capable of at the moment. Um, he didn't get too much work. I'm not sure if he's on a speed count or a pitch count or whatever, if you want to call it. Yeah. You know, uh, so I'm going to go on record. I'm going to switch here. I'm going to say the Saints over Rams. I, I actually like the Saints in this spot off of an emotional win on Monday night. Um, you know, not they're, they're on a short week, but, uh, you know, they looked good. They looked crisp. They looked quality. My concern is what does outside uh, on the road Drew Brees look like? Um you know, I, I this I don't know if this Rams defense is going to be as good as it was last year. They don't have a Dominican Sue anymore. Uh, I think that secondary is taking a hit. Uh, uh, Adrian, excuse me, um, uh, Eric Weddle is out uh, in the concussion protocol, so that secondary is banged up. Um, I think I think there's an opportunity there to to be able to attack them, and they definitely have a Ted Ginn look good, Traycon Smith Smith look good, uh, Jared Cook look good. Uh, I definitely want to go New Orleans on this one. Gotcha. Um, to the, the Sunday night matchup, Philly at Atlanta. Uh, I'm gonna go Eagles here. I don't think Atlanta has enough firepower to keep up with Philly, so Eagles for me. I, I would agree. I don't think I, Atlanta looked flat, and they haven't. When's the last time they beat the Eagles? It was NFC playoff game, NFC championship game. Excuse me, mm-hmm. NFC. Excuse me, NFC divisional playoff games. Uh, they just have not beaten the Eagles. They just mm-hmm. and I don't look at Derek Cotter. Derek Cotter as his his offense just didn't work. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they were just didn't have. They they always looked bad in the first game of the season last year. The Atlanta Falcons played the Eagles first game of the season. They looked bad. Uh, I don't know if this is a direct result of people not playing preseason games, but I do like I do like Philly in this one. Yep, yep, yep. I think I think I think Philly this is going to come out um, in this one. I don't think Atlanta has enough. And the Monday night matchup this week is the Browns at Jets. The Browns let me down so much last week, losing, getting demolished by Tennessee. I don't know if it's they're just, just over, overhyped, if it's OBJ being distracted by wearing a two hundred thousand dollar watch, <laughs> <laughs> what have you. But even though it is um, they playing the Jets, I'm going to go. One more week, I'm going to go with the Browns again. It's, you know, it's hard for me to cover ground here uh, because we basically made all of the same picks. I mean, the, so which means I will still be in the lead uh, after next week. Which, whatever, which regardless, nice. <laughs> yeah, regardless of what happens here. Uh, I kind of want to go Jets in this one. If for nothing else that, okay, uh, I don't know what this offensive line is going to look like for the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Jets definitely showed us uh, some some good offense there. I have to, I don't know the situation. I kind of want to, you know, we got to wrap this up, America. Uh, I want to see what uh, Baker Mayfield's injury concerns is looking like. Uh, because if he is not, if he's still reeling from having a hand injury, uh, you know, those passes might not be accurate. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Jets. I'm going to go, I'm going to go New York Jets on this one. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know what? Let me try to stick with my AFC East picks here, uh, as I did go with the Bills. Okay, so maybe I can I can get the Bills. Hey, let's go AFC East. That's all I got. <laughs> AFC East. 
<laughs> okay, I got you. Well, except for Miami, of course. Except, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you have to pick one or the other, Miami or the Patriots, right? <laughs> uh, South Beach chilling, and we're trying to smash every... Oh, hey, hey watch that. Hey, watch easy, America. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, I think that's going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. I know we covered a lot of things, uh, what's going on in the world of sports this week. So, Obed, appreciate the time. Anything else you want to say for the people here listening in? America, we lost big this week, okay? And I'm here to bring it back for you. I can't get the lead, but the, what, what happens? We start at the bottom, and we just keep pounding. We just keep digging. We claw with our fingernails for that inch to get us <laughs> to the top and tie this up and see if we can get to the top. And, and you know what? Those folks at the top, like me, we'll just keep pushing them down, <laughs> down, 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 down the chain. It's okay, folks. For Photo Bed, I am Sherm. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for guys for joining. And don't forget, soundcloud.com slash what's the word entertainment. We'll see you like, again next time. Look for us on Twitter. We're out there. Burr, 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 burr. Holla. <laughs> see ya. Peace. <laughs>